welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about our story. Uh, this is a series of books for kids, including fourth graders, right? But it's really for kids between 8 to 12. And this is about taking kids around the world, learning about these leaders that we may not actually even remember from our history books, I'm just saying. So we have co-founder Fahad Siddiqui here with us. And uh, Fahad, you're actually in Brazil, right, today? Correct. Yeah, I'm based cool. out of Brazil. Nice and it's summertime over here down south. Oh, wow. So it's it's very nice. I'm just a little jealous. It's a little cold up <laughs> in the northwest right now, so of of the United States. But but actually our story is based in England as well, right? Correct, yeah. The majority of the team is there. Um and we started it there. So yeah, we operate out of the UK. Okay, awesome. So these are books that can be people can get digitally, but they're actual storybooks and they're colorful. They're they're beautiful books. And I love the illustrations. But you're focusing on people that we really I don't know if we had them all in our school books. I might have because I was raised in in Africa. So I don't know, I might have had them more than you'd get them here. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, my myself, my co founders, we all were born and raised in the UK and, you know, the UK education system is, is revered globally. Um, however, when we heard about these individuals, we were, a lot of us were surprised we hadn't heard of them before. And it was quite, um, uh, confusing considering the level of education we were afforded, um, uh, to not know about such influential people from around the world. And, uh, Mansa Musa was the first person who was brought to our attention and he happens to be the richest person that's ever lived. And that kind of shocked me because at this point in my life, I'd already went to university, the London School of Economics. So money is, you know, something that everyone talked about there. And then I started my own company and I was in the business world. So influential business people were kind of my area of interest and not hearing being in a position to have never heard of a man like Mansa Musa was quite shocking uh, to me personally and so we decided that I can't be the only one we actually started asking other people if they'd heard of him and the vast majority of the responses were no um, and learning that he's his wealth was the equivalent today of twice what Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk has if you adjust it for inflation was shocking and here's a man from Africa in Mali in the 14th century Mm. Um, and so we decided that this information needs to get out there Um, and it sent us down a rabbit hole of discovering a whole plethora of other individuals throughout history and across the world who've done similarly who've achieved similar greatness Um, aside from wealth the next woman Fatima Al-Fairi is the other book Mm. you have there um, she actually started the world's first university in the world in Morocco, which is still standing today. Um, and it was a high level educational institution founded by a female. So, you know, that storyline, wow. that, that narrative is very impressive in today's day and age. And she happened to be a refugee as well. So uh, all of these things have, uh, occurred and it's a shame that we're not really embracing those stories and using them for our collective good and instead kind of allowing media to direct what we understand or know and education systems um, that have their own flaws. So yeah, this, uh, this series specifically focuses on this global citizenship concepts concept. And especially today where, you know, everyone's online, especially the young, they're on, they're playing video games with people from all over the world. 
um, and not knowing much about that the country of origin of whoever they're playing with or connected with is is kind of weird. Um, so we think that it, there is a place in society for for this information. I love yeah. that you know from Mali, you know, because when I was reading about, it, I'm like, this is so cool because people don't realize, and you know, we always talk that that's the mother continent, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, sorry, yeah. I grew up there, the I know that's, you know, and uh, it just is, you know, in this country, in the states, we're banning books, and and there's you know a lot of you know discussion. And I'm going to not just say just discussion. There's arguments going on around the country about, you know, curriculums and what's going in as textbooks. But I think what's great about you being independent is that you're independent. You know, parents and teachers mm-hmm. can get these books from Amazon or Bookshop. Bookshop.org, everyone's really cool. Um, and mm-hmm. actually have access to these as they want or need, right? So that's a, a really good thing around the world. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of twofold or threefold even in, in our approach because we started this during the pandemic, essentially, um, with the concept. And then we launched just after the pandemic and we made a conscious decision not to put this content in a screen format. Um, because we'd seen what happened during the pandemic and how, you know, parents were kind of just left to leaving their kids behind the screen and hoping they'll figure things out and, uh, being quite scarred from that experience. So we've, we wanted to create a physical product and I know that you're also in the physical space with the parks and the promotion of all of those things. That physical interaction is necessary for humans as our belief. We do have QR codes for people to do further learning outside of the book and on a screen, but the main um, experiences through the physical book where we also have questions at the end, which are more, they encourage critical thinking more. They're not really the knowledge based system of learning something off by heart and sitting the exam at the end of the year and that's it, pass fail. We're actually trying to get people to have real conversations between themselves and with their children. So with Mansa Musa, for example, part of one of the questions, the discussion topics at the end is if you had all the money in the world, what would you do with it? And it allows children or people to be a bit more creative with their thinking and have real life conversations mm-hmm. instead of just learning things off by heart for the exam and uh, mm-hmm. going for it. Because we think that these these skill sets is what's, what are lacking from the school education systems today, where we are in this knowledge-based ecosystem, but we're actually needing to shift to a more skills-based learning approach. And one of those skills is global citizenship um, the others are life skills and, you know, practical skills. Mm. And, you know, when we go to school, we don't get taught anything about how to really live in the real world, you know, buying a house or renting a house, managing money, having a family, oh, yeah. being healthy. None of those things get taught. Well, I think really. we're all starting yeah. to learn how politics works these days. I mean, that's, I think we should be being, you know, taught a little bit more about that. But you're really right. Yeah. I mean, I think about when I was in school, you are not allowed to, you know, use a calculator, you know, and I learned like my 12 times table. I was probably mm. four or five years old. I knew all of that. And and I went, well, I went to an Indian school in Kenya and mm. man, wow. I was taught like really quickly how to do money and, you know, it, yeah. it was good. And then I went to England and quite frankly, at that time, it wasn't that great. They were, they had things like up on the wall about how to spell doggy and kitty. And I was already mm. at like, dog cat you know so it was this very interesting um world going to i went to what 16 schools in in different places and learned a lot and and then 
a lot of times you were just left there like, yeah, you memorize this and you're going, but why, but why, you know, and if there's no discussion, yeah. what's the point? And some teachers were really good. Some not, you know, it it is the way yeah. it is around the world with this. This is, it is. It's not just one country, I, but I think this yeah. is important with what you've got. For sure. I, we think so. I mean, we, we understand there's all types of teachers, but unfortunately the system that they're stuck within in terms of what they have to learn, the metrics that they're measured on in terms of results, it's not really conducive to actually creating good and beneficial people um, at the end of it, the, the whole school process. So we're, you know, there's a lot, there's few private schools and these other institutions that do adopt this kind of uh, learning or educational process, uh, but it's not in the mainstream. Um, and I think that's a shame. And that's why kids kind of don't like going to school or like not doing their homework because it's not really stimulating or people can't really see how it's going to help them in real world. What's the point of this is always something that comes up. That's when we uh, become in brats school in school. <laughs> it's part of that. But all, if they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And if the school, in fact, encouraged uh, these critical thinking components or teamwork um, elements, uh, more uh, vigorously, I think that people or children would find school a bit more interesting and more useful than they do right now, where they just feel like they're just measured at the end of the year and that's that's it, a pass, mm-hmm. fail, how good they can memorize something. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's space for specialization if people want to be doctors or engineers that you have to learn things very specifically, but general life skills and being a, a good member of society, um, I think those lessons are, are kind of lacking. And I think having broadening people's horizons and showing them these international figures that have achieved certain things across the world a long time ago um, should, I think, open up the minds of, of the young and even the older people. We've had, you know, I've had friends of mine, uh, parents, uh, grandparents, everyone, you know, all kinds of people being very interested in this subject because it's, it's fascinating. Um, mm. So, for kids as well, like it's even even more so because they're in that age of learning new things and experiencing what's It's a what's good age. I think that's why, yeah. you know, we talk about fourth graders. Um, today's fourth graders day. Um, but I yeah. think every day is a fourth grader day, right? But you yeah. are in that mindset of you, your, your brain is in that excitement mode. I'm learning something. You're starting to think of what you're going to be when you grow up. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like and who doesn't have those big lists of what, you know? And what I love about your books is not only do you have that, let's talk, let's have a discussion. So it's something maybe around the family table, which is something we're still also trying to promote more of in this country is for family unity without maybe the phone. Well, let's talk about this, right? A book, the books are colorful. I think that's a huge deal because I don't know when you went to school, our textbooks were black and white. And that did mm-hmm. not make us, I mean, then you just start coloring in and maybe you shouldn't be doing all that. But So, yeah, the visuals of the book are very important to us. We actually have an amazing illustrator called Emmanuel Colburn, who's done the illustrations for both these books and the forthcoming book on Shen Kuo, who's, who is a, a man from the Song Dynasty in China who actually discovered climate change and magnetic north. I had no idea. What? Similar to these others. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> He, he did, he did these things. He's 
put those visuals together and it's been led by my sister who studied fine art at Central St. Martin's in London. So the art component was very important to us because we understood that we're competing with the digital and we want to keep the engagement levels as high as possible with the kids and everyone's been super complimentary mm. of, of the visual side. So mm. I think we've we've done an okay job there. Oh, I think so. I love the colors, you know, because it is vibrant and it's like, ooh. And the other part of it that uh, I want to talk about the pronunciation section, which is really important because I think for me, it's terrible because mm-hmm. I give everyone their own language now because it's like, is it Fatima, Fatima? You know what? Okay. So it's like, but I think that again <laughs> yeah. goes into discussion of why, because, you know, it, everybody has a different accent too, according to names and things like that. So I love that you have that part. But you and a glossary, yeah. but you have activities, and that means cool. We get to be creative, and I think some kids are very hands on, and some kids are mm-hmm. more like just leave me with my book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It depends on the kid. But the cool thing about the activity section is not only the discussion topics, but also there's let's make as well, where which allows actual physical creativity of putting something together whether it's a moroccan lantern or something related to africa or something related to china uh, we try to immerse the readers into the culture in some way shape or form whether it's the pronunciation guides or this exposure to the pronunciations of words um, i think it helps broaden people's minds especially kids into what's possible and how one word could be said in another way, uh, they may not have had that kind of exposure as much when they're younger, but having, you know, the QR code, which takes you to our website and you can press play and learn how those words are said in those regions is a, is a cool little feature that we think is all part of the global citizenship mission that we're on. So um, one thing I, I really want to touch on that I, I love this is that you've also partnered with CamFed and everyone, uh, the website is ourstory.media. Everything's linked in the show notes, no matter whether you're watching or listening this, um, like on Spotify or all those places. Uh, but ourstory.media is the place to go. But tell us about CamFed, because I think this is something super important for people to know about. Yeah, CAMFED are a great organization. Um, they're quite a big charity now. It's CAMFED stands for Campaign for Female Education. Um, so they work with a lot of underprivileged girls in Africa and providing access to education to them. And the coolest thing about CAMFED for me personally is the fact that it's been running for around 40 years. And the people who are running it today, including the CEO, uh, are actually people who used to be the girls who were educated by CAMFED when it was set up. So there's a, a very clear understanding of what's going on on the ground by the people at the top of the organization, um, which makes it quite unique for, for big charities. I've worked with a few before, smaller ones and bigger ones for different projects, and it's all have their pros and cons. But the fact that this is such a holistic organization that really understands the needs and necessities and what can it be, can work and not work on the ground is amazing. So we're working with them on their, on their campaign for 1 million school days. So every book that we sell, we donate the equivalent of one day's worth of education for one of the girls who's underprivileged in Africa as part of their Mm. community. So if you buy the book, you're also helping some of these girls. And we find that, you know, we're in the education space and there are lots of people who don't have access to education. They can't afford the fees or they can't afford the textbooks. Um, And Females, especially in developing countries, tend to be 
a bit more um, repressed in their ability to access those those tools. Um, so for us, it's it's a great cause to be a part of. And they want to learn too. I mean, I, I mean, like, like I was saying, I was, mm-hmm. I was raised in in South Africa and Kenya, and and you know, just you know, there's there's girls out in villages out in the middle of nowhere, and they will walk and walk and walk to go to school. And just even one day, yeah. like you're talking about, is the world to them. Education is crucial, yeah. but it's also letting them know that people do care, that they're not left yeah. uh, left out. Like someone is thinking about them and that it is okay to get education because there's also just cultural, you know, pullbacks on that as well that happens. So I, I love, exactly. love, love, love that you're doing this and shining the light on the importance of it as well. So our story dot media is the website but before you go we want a little you know Mm -hmm. preview of what it was like to put all these together with you guys you had to be sitting there going look at this person that person and then to actually you know because you could go down a like the rabbit hole is big with this kind of thing to me that's why i do what i do because i'm like that it's like yep um you how many people do you think you're going to cover through this series so we have we have a short list which is not that short that we've got of close to 100 individuals um (laughs) that we know that have not been covered in majority of school education and they've all done amazing things from exploration to discoveries to inventions to all kinds of things from all over the world throughout history um that seem to for whatever reason not be in the limelight so we would like to try and create as many series as many books as possible on this series Mm. we're actually also interested in covering civilizations which is uh, a work in progress to do for later in the year um, because they also had huge impacts and there's only certain civilizations that get touched upon in schools not all of them so you know we just learn really about the greeks maybe and the vikings at best and kind of there uh, but there's all kinds of civilizations that happen in south america in asia and africa that had an influence as well um but yeah it's it's a very very but we're talking about whole of world history that we're aware of so there's a lot to dig through um but we're we're keeping ourselves as grounded as it. possible one step at one foot at a time uh, we started with the cell story thing we have another series called the secret alien diaries which is more about life skills and you know upcycling and teamwork and bedtime and kind of encouraging oh, wow. positive behaviors and habits yeah which uh, we'll be launching a- along with the Ch- uh, shen kuo the man from china that i mentioned earlier uh, later this in a couple of months so yeah the goal is to try and create educational resources that are lacking from the current education system that would actually be beneficial for kids to be as as well-rounded as possible as they grow up i love it well you got to stay in touch with us man we want to know more as you get these going out because <laughs> i want to read more Thank of them you, i was like this is fun because yeah i think you've made it fun for the adults as well because the adults are learning and uh, I think if yeah. we have more family unity, that's better. So cheers to you guys. This is awesome. So thank yo, you, Lisa. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com. <laughs>